If you want to lean into the most beautiful work in life, the most beautiful work in life that you can do is improving yourself at 1%, whether it's daily, weekly, even yearly, you're still moving yourself forward. And that's all you want to do when you, with your life is move yourself forward. The hardest thing a human ever has to do is look at themselves and be honest and say, is what I'm doing right now aligning with the greatest version of myself? You have to go through this stage, I reckon, about four or five times in your life. We have to reinvent who you are. You reinvent, you reinvigorate, and you go again. If you want to know where someone's attention goes, have a look at where you spend your money. If you look through your bank statement and look through everything that you've got on your bank statement, it'll tell you exactly where your attention is. You know, if you've got Netflix subscription and you're doing this and you're doing that and you're going out and you're doing this and you're doing that and you're eating this and eating that and that doesn't support the lifestyle that you want over here, you can clearly see it because you've got everything laid out, search history, bank statements, everything. Radical honesty allows you to see all of that and then align it with this journal version of yourself and go, right, how do I bridge this gap between this version that I've said I am now and this version I'd like to become? All right. I guess we'll jump right into it. You go straight into it. Let's yeah. do it. Frankie, thanks for coming on the podcast. Appreciate you being Mate, here. Mate, I appreciate I love the new setup you've got here. Well, new. I say it's new. It's, it's been going for about 14 episodes, hasn't it? But yeah. it's, it's an amazing setup you got here. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's uh, it's done behind the hard work of of the guy behind the camera that nobody sees. Yeah, but yeah. Shout the, out Juan. The, the, the guy the guy locked in the cupboard right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in yeah, the yeah. Cupboard. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some chains on his feet, but it's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. We, we love that. We love that. <laughs> But yeah, welcome to the podcast. I know you're in Miami, so it's kind of just perfect timing, but I kind of want to jump straight into it and really talk about a few things today. You know, one is obviously you have your own podcast. You've done over 150 episodes already. I want to talk about your business as well, how you got into that and, yeah. and really just like you being in, in so many places and, and your travel schedule and kind of just surviving that. But on the topic of the podcast, what made you want to jump in and be like, hey, you know, I want to start a podcast. What was that big thing? I think the realization moment for me came when I was I was back in the UK and I'd been in Australia, I think at this point, because um, obviously we're going a few steps ahead in my journey right now, but we'll, we'll cover it back later. But I was in, I'd been in Australia at this point, probably about four and a half, five years. And I was coming, I was coming back to the UK. It was 2019, right before the COVID pandemic. And what I realized was I had, I built this company, contentremoval.com, and was earning online revenue and was doing reputation management, removing online content for like celebrities, brands, and everything like that. I'd built this built this um, thing that was earning money and all this stuff. And I thought, you know, when I was younger, I thought, you know, get out of the job, stop the stop the work in the nine to five, get this business, get this online revenue, and then all of a sudden you'll be happy. And what I realized in that moment was like there was no, I, I didn't feel happy. There was a reason I wasn't happy. It's because the reason I felt it was is because I wasn't sharing my voice. I wasn't, and by not sharing my voice, I wasn't helping other people. I wasn't serving the world in the way that I knew I could serve the world. So it was very important to me that I started to serve the, the world in the way that I wanted to. But I didn't exactly know how to do that and the modality to do that. So whilst I was in the UK that time, I was reading a book um, by Simon Sinek called Start With Why. And that kind of put me on the purpose of obviously finding my why. And I thought, right, my I figured out a why statement. My why statement was to help people break patterns, flip perspectives in their life so that they could have more clarity, direction and success in theirs. And I kind of figured out this why statement for my life so that I had purpose. And when I figured out the why statement, I kind of reverse engineered, well, what what is my best modality of communication? Because some people it's writing, some people it's speaking, some people it's 
painting? What, what, how, do you, how do you best communicate your ideas to the world? For me, I always knew that was voice. Once I knew it was voice, I thought, right, the podcast is the right thing. Where I think other people go, like, to, re to relate it to your audience, where I think a lot of people go wrong is they go, right, podcasting is the cool thing to do right now. I will start a podcast. You know, whatever is the cool modality of getting your message out there right now, they go and start it. But they, you have to start with your why. And then when you know what your why is, you can then pick the modality that suits you because you may be a better writer. You may be a better painter. You may be a better you may be a better public speaker than you are a podcaster. But it's all about finding out your why, essentially. And then when you found out your why, you, you then attach it to the modality of the best way that you can put it out to the world. And that's how I came into podcasting. Nice. And how do you go about finding your why? Because I think a lot of people, either they don't know, if you ask them, like, you know, what are they passionate about? A lot of people just don't don't really know, or they might have, like, a gut feeling, but it's, like, five or ten different things. It comes so. under a term that I call radical honesty. I think you've got to be radically honest about where you are in your life, whether what you're doing serves your purpose and, and if so, why doesn't it serve your purpose? And start to get radically honest with how the build, building a picture of how, how is your life right now? How are you operating right now? Okay, cool. Because you, when you're radically honest with yourself in all areas of your life, what you'll find is you'll find you can build a picture then of all these different things that you're doing, some that are serving you, some that are not serving you. And when you when you when you find this this picture that, that that's presented by by and how I do this is I you know I look through what am I consuming on YouTube what am I what are my search terms what am I what am I reading what am I putting into mind who am I hanging around with once you build that picture you can go okay well now I, I I say in my I say in my life that I want to become this so this is what I want to become over here this topic over here but I'm doing all these things over here that are taking me potentially away from that so the radical honesty allows you to first align yourself with doing the right things on your path to find out to serve this greater purpose how you find your why is again with this radical honesty statement is like get a journal get a pad and the way that i do it and the way that i've done it in my life is i've gone right who's frankie lee on top of this page and then who does frankie lee want to be on this page and i write down who i am right now and i write down who i want to be and I look at the disparity between the two. Now I've got a clear map. Okay, how do I bridge the gap between this Frankie Lee, this version here, the one that I've been radically honest about, and how do I, how do I turn him into this one here? Okay, a lot's got to change. So I know my habits because I've been radically honest and I've searched all my search history. I know what my Google searches are. I know, I know what my spending habits are because I've gone through my credit card bills. If you want to know where someone's attention goes, have a look at where you spend your money. If you look through your bank statement and look through everything that you've got on your bank statement, it'll tell you exactly where your attention is. You know, if you've got Netflix subscription and you're doing this and you're doing that and you're going out and you're doing this and you're doing that and you're eating this and eating that and that doesn't support the lifestyle that you want over here, you can clearly see it because you've got everything laid out, search history, bank statements, everything. Radical honesty allows you to see all of that and then align it with this journal version of yourself and go, right, how do I bridge this gap between this version that I've said I am now and this version I'd like to become. I think that's the simplest way for everyone to start right now. Yeah, and that that's a great way that you just explained that because it's it's tough to look yourself in the mirror and, and be brutally honest, radically transparent, like what you said, and and match that, right? Like people don't even want to, they don't want to admit it, you know, so. It's, the, the hardest thing a human ever has to do 
is look at themselves and be honest and say, is what I'm doing right now aligning with the greatest version of myself? Because we're all put on this planet, as far as I'm concerned, like a digital remote controller for a TV. We've got loads of buttons on, loads of triggers on us, and these buttons are all buttons that people should compress and get reaction out of us. Press and get reaction, press and get reaction. And your whole soul, soul goal on this planet, as far as I'm concerned, is to remove all the triggers and remove all the buttons from that TV remote controller so that there's none left that people can press and get a reaction out of you. That's, that's, that's your first goal on the planet. The second goal is once you've, once you've addressed a lot of the traumas, a lot of the stuff that you've got to overcome, that happens between, I'd say, between the age eight years old and 30. Once you've boxed all that off, if you have done by that point, now you can go, okay, right, now I can find my greater purpose and never because I'm not... I've not got buttons all over me that people can press and get this reaction and get this and get that and get this. And then you, you can you can go away with a little bit of clarity and look at your life from an objective point of view and go, okay, look, now I see it. This is what I'm doing. And this is what I should be doing to take me to my greater self. And it's as plain as you can see it. And yes, it's hard. And yes, it's not easy. But it's beautiful work. And if you want to, if you want to lean into the most beautiful work in life, the most beautiful work in life that you can do is improving yourself at one percent, whether it's daily, weekly, even yearly. You're still moving yourself forward, and that's all you want to do when you with your life is move yourself forward at a state of at a rate of one percent daily, one percent weekly, and everything gets better. What's interesting about what you said is, early on, you said you start a business, you start making money. You thought that was going to give you fulfillment and ended up didn't. And I think that's just such a great story that a lot of people need to hear because you might think you want something, right? And you end up going down this path and doing it. And there's nothing wrong with pursuing it because you don't know what you don't know. But you may end up finding three, four, five years once you hit the goals you set out X, Y, and Z that it's not what you end up it's not your purpose, it's not your why, but it's, the ironic thing is that becomes your identity. When you do something for five years, you associate with this. And, and I actually went through this recently what I'm trying to now unwire as well because I've, I've done a lot of different things over the past five years. And as I'm working on this, my game plan the next five years, same exact thing. I've had to kind of unwire this identity I created for myself and now rewire myself to be this next version of, of myself. Yeah, so essentially at the moment you're saying, who is Tim? Because yep. you don't know who Tim is right now because you are in a stage where you've identified as, you might have, you know, you might have attached yourself to stocks, right? You can say, can be Tim the stock guy. And now you're coming, okay, what does Tim the podcast guy look like? What does Tim, what does Tim the, the guy that travels the world doing business, online business look like? Yep. It's, it's, it might be a different type of guy. You might, it, there's an involvement in that. This is this is that uncomfortable phase that all men have to go through in life in order to level up in in order to be the man that you you want to be for your mother for for your girlfriend for anyone else in your life you have to go through this stage where you have to evolve beyond all measure of doubt you have to go through this stage I reckon about four or five times in your life where you have to reinvent who you are you reinvent you reinvigorate and you go again and that that's why people think that that life is this one long marathon or one long or one short sprint 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 but life is like you, you you sprint for a certain period of time and achieve a lot in a short window then you drop into a marathon 
to maintain the sprint that you made, then you might have another couple of sprints in this marathon. And then you need to have a break. And that break is like your spiritual reflection point. And this is where you find yourself wanting to do breath work. This is where mushrooms will call you. This is where ayahuasca will call you. This is where DMT will call you. Because you'll realize, hang on a minute, I have built this $10 million a year business. I've achieved the awards. I've got this, the stuff on the wall. I've got everything. But why do I not feel fully complete within myself? Why, why do I feel like there's something missing? All men go through it. Every man that's ever existed goes through it. Not many men can talk about it. The men that can talk about it are the ones that are actually willing to lean into the work that's required to get through to the next level. That's why in your space and in other in other business spaces like, like mine, you'll see people blow up, make loads of money, and then go on an absolute mad tear, end up being back-to-back -back in Ibiza and Cancun and doing spring breaks and going and doing all the drugs and the alcohol and um, copious amounts of uh, sex with multiple women and all this stuff will happen because they've lost identity of who they were as men. And when you lose, when you lose that identity of who you are as a man, that's when every, all the vices start coming in because the vices is just to cover the wound because there is a wound. Because if, you, if, there, if there wasn't a wound, you wouldn't have to do a vice to take you away from yourself. You'd be happy to sit with yourself. And how many men are out there at the moment not able to meditate for half an hour, not able to sit with themselves in a dark room for, for, for an hour and just observe? Hang on a minute. Why am I thinking that? Why does that thought keep coming into my mind? Why is this a reoccurrence in my life? Why is it when someone says this to me that I react this way? And it's all these little components that allow you this, you know, to learn more and more about yourself so that you can do these pivots at the pivotal parts of your life that you have to do or along the way. We all have to do them. And what you're going through right now, and, the, and I imagine the feeling is you're in this turmoil and you try, and some, some, you wake up some days and you think to yourself, hang on a minute, I just want to, it's so much easier to return to old Tim and do what old Tim did to earn all that money and had all that status and did all this and, and did all that. It's so easy to return to that. But, but how beautiful is it that you get that chance to go, do you know what? I'm just going to pause. Everything's good. And I'm just going to observe myself and see where I want to take this now. And that's that's kind of where I feel you're kind of talking about being in life right now. I don't know whether that resonates with you. but 100%. So I, and I think me going to Europe for two weeks recently kind of helped sky it helped expedite that process essentially because when you're at home and your routine, you end up falling into a loop, right? A loop of, you know what you need to do to get to this next level. You know what you need to do to, to rewire yourself and, and do the work necessary. But again, you have previous commitments that you've been doing for the past five years. Yep. And it's very easy to just, what you said, and you, you get complacent and it's just right there. It's easy to go back into the habits and all of that. And so I think Europe allowed me to kind of just take a step back, really figure out, okay, what do I need to do to get to the next level in business? What do I need to do to, to really make that impact and that purpose on the world that I, I envision myself five years down the line and is what I'm doing currently on a day-to-day -day basis getting me there? And if the answer is no, which it was no, what do I now need to do to bridge that gap?
Yeah, hundred percent. And I think what you introduce there in your own life, which is not, which is what a lot of people do don't introduce, is a is a pattern interrupt. You introduce the pattern interrupt to give yourself the fortitude of time to be able to think about, okay, hang on a minute, I've not had this much time in a different environment before to be able just to sit there and just let my mind go, just let it go. And then when you've let your mind go, it's come back with all these other ideas about what you could do, what you couldn't do. And what it allows you to do when you take that break is it allows you to look at your business and actually see if you're in the right vehicle. Because there's so many people driving down the road right now that are in the wrong vehicle. What do I mean by vehicle? Well, if your goal is to have a $100 million exit enterprise value and your business currently does $10 million a year consulting and it's capped out and it requires lots of people and lots of stuff, are you in the right boat of the business to achieve your goals? Probably not. So it'd be prudent then to take a break, to sit and objectively look at what, what we're doing right now. Think, right, okay, I'm in the wrong boat. I don't need to judge myself for that. I didn't know, I, I don't know what I don't know. I'm in the wrong boat. I can't scale this to what I want to scale it to. I'm just using business as an example. Okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to sell and exit this or just keep it as a cash flow business or whatever you're going to do with it over here. But I'm going to build something over here that can achieve the goal that I want to achieve. And if that is my goal, if my goal is 100 million enterprise value that I know that I've got to build some form of software like, like Alex Becker did or this something like that. Alex Becker is a prime example of an entrepreneur that's, that's took himself off for breaks at certain periods of time and gone, do you know what? I'm leaning my ladder against the wrong wall here. My ladder is leaning against the wrong wall. I'm pursuing and putting my time, my most precious asset that I have on this planet and my youngest years into pursuing a vehicle that isn't going to land me where I envisage landing. And when you take that break and you see these things and you see them so clearly, Tim, and they're all in front of you and you, and you see it on paper and A4, all it takes is one side of a journal. You'll see all of this when you see it in front of you and it can't be denied. It's like someone's just lifted the veil on your eyes. Now, you can take this into all elements of your life. There, there's many men out there that are being objectively too promiscuous in their lives. Okay, what's that covering? Because if you're having sex with multiple women on multiple, multiple occasions, you know, all through the week, what are you stopping yourself from doing? Because I guarantee you it's a mask. Every, every man that's done it on the world stage at top level has always been followed by a series of, de of depression after, after, after living that life. Why is that? Because that euphoria covers and masks something greater and deeper within you. So if you can identify that and you can identify these things, okay, what's the business masking? What's the promiscuity masking? What's all this other stuff masking? When you can understand that it's masking something, we can now get to the core point where we go, okay, what is it masking then? Where, 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 what am I, what am I not happy within myself with? Because if you want to scale a business, if you want to get, get fitter, if you want to get better at anything in life, if you want to become um, better at anything, it's, you first got to see, okay, what, what am I doing and what blocks am I purposely putting in my way that I, that I can see clearly if I look at it objectively to stop me doing what I say I want to do. And when you get to that point where you can be that honest with yourself and you can be that radically honest, that is a very freeing moment for a man because you start to master yourself. And when you master yourself, you master your life. Yep. That's, you just framed it perfectly. And I think it's getting to that point where you can, where you can have those talks to yourself is, that's like the peak 
healthy relationship you can have internally. So, hundred percent. As soon as people understand that this is an internal game, not an external game, this isn't a competition between Frankie and Tim. This isn't that competition. It's not. But it's not who's the better podcaster this week. It's not who's the better businessman next week. It's not that. It's can I come in here? And with my 35 years experience on this planet, add some value to your life that makes you question certain areas of your life to allow you to escalate and to go in, in, in the best pursuit of your best self. And can you stimulate me with the questions enough to make me get off this podcast after this and go, do you know what? There's a few things that I need to look at. And that's all That's all we're here to do as humans. We're, we're here to, to, to give a good interaction, to leave people better than how we found them for a start, because every conversation you have with a person either leaves them better or worse for meeting you. You never leave them the same. So you've got a choice. How do I want to leave people? Okay, I'll decide to leave everyone better than how I found them. Okay, cool. Well, if you're going to operate like that, you've got to, you've got to ask questions and take an interest and stimulate reaction that allows them to go to question themselves and say, do you know what? Frankie's asked a question of me that I don't know the answer to. And rather than let it trigger me, as in like, oh, I don't know the answer, resent him. How about I go a bit, go in my journal there and go in a bit more depth and go, do you know what? And figure it out. Yeah. And figure it out and get more in depth and get to know yourself more. Everyone's out there trying to, trying to know other people, trying to know, uh, uh, talking about other people's business, talking obnoxiously about other people, worrying about what other people are achieving in their niche, be it podcasting, be it business, be it info marketing, be it whatever. Who's sleeping with more girls? Who's sleeping with more guys if you're a girl? All this, everyone's worried about all this turgid shit. How's about you worry about what it is you do not know about yourself? That's a very important question. A question that you'll never fully answer. But the pursuit of trying to answer it is what's, where all the gold is in your life. Period. Everything I've ever... L- learn that's beautiful has always been come by asking myself the hardest question and the hardest question is where am i not free where am i not free what's triggering me why am i pissed off here why gives me goosebumps just saying that to you because it took me 30 years on the planet to even be able to begin to understand that question so if if i if i could give any advice to anyone that listens to this podcast if you can understand that at 18 23 25 beautiful if you can understand it at 42 brilliant too because you've never understood it before then so it's better to understand it now but if you can the earlier you can understand that question the freer you'll be in all areas of your life because you just no one will start to trigger you the external world won't who's which politicians in in america won't matter to you Who's in front of you in business? Who's what your what your competitors doing in your niche won't matter. None of that will matter because it all comes down to the internal conversation with yourself, and that's it. That's the game. Master the game. Master yourself. And I think where a lot of the help that comes in to do this is meditation and and practices like that. So, and I know you you had an experience with I believe mushrooms and yep. and going down that the breathwork journey. So we kind of love to hear like what led you down that journey and, and how it's helped you. Yeah, uh, sure. And I think this, this beautifully ties in with what I've just said, because let's just start about, I ask myself the question of where I'm not free. And I, even though I couldn't at the time answer the question of where I'm not free, it led me in the pursuit of going and finding the answer of why I'm not free, because I clearly wasn't free, but I couldn't figure out why. 
So I th- I, I'd I'd wanted to do these different modalities of help, and, and breathwork's the one that stuck stuck out to me as one where you could get radically honest with yourself. And I did. I, I met this guy called Lino, who's I think every 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 searcher in the world, everyone who's searching for something meets a guide, and the guide the guide or the mentor allows you to unlock the box within yourself because they have the tools because they've trod the trodden the path before you. So I found a guy called Lino, a breathwork coach in the Gold Coast, Australia, that had trodden his path before me and transformed his life from being the the local drug dealer and, and all this, that and the other to becoming a breathwork facilitator, free, freeing and changing his life and changing thousands of other people's. And I found I found that guy that had trodden the path, changed his life. And I thought, well, if you've done it with your life, you, you can help me do it with mine. And I went there and I, and I, with an open heart, and I just told him about, this that, and the other and he's just he's just sat there for two hours and he's just listened to me and then we started to breathe and we breathed over over i'd say we breathed over a, a series of like in, initially probably eight weeks probably every other day we, we breathe and it's like, taught me these modalities and every time i i i did breath work and i i used my breath and i used my i realized that until you've done breath work you do not even know how to breathe you don't know how to breathe. Like you think you know how to breathe. You don't know how to breathe until you've done breath work. And every time I did breath work, I found myself getting into these emotional states where I was letting letting go of what I call cellular level cellular level trauma. So everybody that's ever been through a trauma in their life, most of their trauma happens to them that's that's predetermined between zero and eight years old that you store in your body. But then you store so every time that you have an argument with a boyfriend and you don't say what you want to say. You've just stored something at cellular level. Every time you, you know you have an argument with your girlfriend, you 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 shut down what you're going to say, or you keep yourself less than what you were. You store that emotion in you at cellular level. And what you do is, if you do not breathe or do not know how to shift these these feelings and these vibrations within you at cellular level, what you do is you you carry around all this trauma and all this tenseness, and that reflects in your business, your life, your gym, everything you do, your sleep everything your stiffness in your body everything so when i started to go down this breathwork journey with lena i started to i started to essentially like i started to cry and purge out these stored emotions that i'd obviously had since my childhood bearing in mind to take it back a stage i found out through this journey that well i'll I'll, I'll keep it on the path so i went through this journey and i found out probably about three months into this probably a lot sooner actually that all the trauma in my life and all the, I, I had this need to prove myself to the world on every level. If I was, if I was a boxing trainer, I want to be a world-class boxing trainer. If I was, if I had a business, I want to be the best business guy. If, if you told me that you did X amount of revenue, I'd want to tell you that I'd done more revenue. I'd want to, everything was a competition to me. So I got to the point where I could now, now understood I could be more radically honest. And I said, why is that? Well, the reason I felt I had to prove myself was because I found out on a deeper level that I didn't feel loved by my mum when I was a child, right? Now, that's a perception, isn't that? So how's he gone from from starting breathwork to, to, to revealing he feels unloved as a child? Well, I'll tell you how, because I'd you've asked yourself about five whys in that process as to why you feel that, why you feel like that, and it leads you to the core wound. If you can if you can get to the core wound and fix the core wound, you can heal your entire self. But you have to be radically honest enough to get to the core wound. So once you've, what what had feeling unloved 
by my mum caused me in life? Well, it caused me to be overly promiscuous in my in my relationships and, and never be able to commit to a woman. It had caused me to obviously uh, never be able to have a relationship as, 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 as a byproduct of that. It had caused me to always want to prove myself to people that it didn't even matter to. It caused all these things. So the way that I overcame that was once I acknowledged that's how I felt and that's how I felt, I understood then that I'd always resented my mum for for that for that thing so the way I overcame that was I looked as Lino said to me through breath he's like look put try and put yourself in the position of other people and how they must be feeling and what well, they were going through at the time in life when that was happening or when you felt like that was happening and what I realized was that I found out my mum had had another child before I was born and that child had died, died of spina bifida so you, so I put myself in my mum's shoes and I thought to myself, hang on a minute, here's me feeling unloved and being the victim here. I've been the victim my whole life, feeling unloved and that had affected my whole life. But I put myself in my mum's shoes and how she must be feeling in that moment. So here's a woman that's had a child, it's been born a week, it's died of spina bifida and then she's been told at that point in time that she's never able to have children again. And then a few years down the track, she gets pregnant with me and of course, what is that woman feeling right now? How, how is she feeling? Well, I'll tell you how she's feeling. She's feeling fearful. She doesn't know whether she's going to be able to have that, that child. She doesn't know whether he's going to live or die. And all that fear and all that trauma and all that distance and everything else is getting transmuted to me as a child inside the womb before I'm even born. And then when I'm born, she doesn't know whether I'm going to live a week, whether I'm going to die, whether this, that, the other. And of course, naturally, she's distant. Not because she doesn't want to love me, not because she didn't love me, not because there wasn't unconditional love there for her child, because she didn't she didn't know how to be, because she, it was predicated on a previous experience that I had no context to, and I'd never put myself in that position. What breathwork allowed me to do was extrapolate that whole that whole scenario, go back to my core wound, see it for what it actually was, resonate and understand her story, and be like, "Holy fuck, it's actually you." I'm actually now projecting onto her and making her the bad woman when she's only done everything in her power throughout her whole life to be the best woman that she's ever been to me. So I realized I'd gone through life resenting a woman who'd unconditionally loved me, but just not unconditionally loved me in the way that I had expected her to, but in a totally different way that was also very beautiful and also very kind and also very giving, but never in the way that I had dreamed up and expected it. And then that had formed resentment. And when I found peace with that, my relationship with my mum went from, from, from being in turmoil at certain times and just at any moment's notice kicking off to being the most beautiful thing that I've ever had in my life and real, real close to her. And that was from breath work and that was from radical honesty and that was from addressing my core wound. But you can't get to the core wound, which we all have a core wound. Everyone that listens to this, you might be thinking, well, that doesn't apply to me, Frankie. I'm not saying that situation applies to you. I'm saying with inside you at a cellular level, at some point in your life, unless you've unless you've let these emotions out, there are emotions stored. And that is why when you get to certain pinnacles in your career or life, you feel empty because you've not addressed the trauma at a cellular level. And when you address that trauma and release it and find that core wound and then release it even some more, now you begin to get free. And that's breath work to me and then on from that I've done mushrooms and I've experimented with DMT as well that's taken me even deeper to understand myself 
So to give you a bit of context as well, mushrooms allowed me to step outside of myself, dissolve the ego within myself that uh, that was left there that I still thought I needed to fight the world, took me out of my body and showed me that there was nothing more that I needed to battle with anyone on. There's no need for this ego. There's no need for this predetermined beef session that I'd already, I'd already built up. You know, there didn't need to be a clash of egos today between me and Tim because I, I'm the best version of myself and Tim's just trying to be the best version of him. And it was, it was, that was a beautiful moment. And then DMT revealed an even deeper meaning as it, it, DMT is like the philosophy of the whole thing. It's like, well, now you've done the, now you've done the breath work and now you've tried the mushrooms. DMT provides the philosophy. It creates those single moment questions that will go, hold on a minute. I've thought this my whole life. And that one question has just reframed my whole narrative of how I think the world works. So it's, it's, it's a stage by stage. And that whole process to me happened over two and a half years from starting breath work, to experiencing mushroom journey guided to experiencing DMT. Well, that's a, that sounds like a great journey, but I think also you went through this at a point in your life when you were trying to re figure out who you were essentially, I'm assuming it's that, that period of time. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, the breath work part, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are going to be super curious. Was it a retreat that you did? You said it was like over the course of eight weeks. Is it something you do now on a on a weekly basis? What so, what was that? Like? So each each modality that you go through in your life has chapters. Like I've only done breath work probably once this month, but at this point in my I've, I've meditated quite a few times. And I find meditation finds me the peace. And I'm just about to go back to breath work and breathing at a regular rate, but. You, the way that I did breath, I go all into everything. I'm all in. So I it was like I got a personal one to one coach, and I did one to one. I didn't do I didn't do a group. I didn't do a retreat. I did one to one, and I did it literally every day, every other day. And I paid I pay to play, because in my estimation, and without swearing too much on this podcast, I don't fuck around. Like I I, I I'm like okay, I've got resources and I put resources into finding the answers I need within myself, whatever that is. Breath work I knew could find me the answers and I was like, right, I'm paying to play, I'm all in. Lino gave me a blueprint and I went all in for like eight to twelve weeks initially. A block of things. We've got to breathe like every other day. But I ended up breathing every day because I'm just an over overactive person, as I'm sure you are too. And the the more I breathed and the more, the more I got into it, the more I learned about myself and it just became a self-fulfilling prophecy. I think once you start to get feedback from what you're doing, you want to put more time into it and you want to put more in it, more effort into it. And the closer, and it just, and because of breath work is a modality that, that takes you closer and closer and closer and closer and closer to who the fuck you are, it, it's, it's something that you're going to want to put more and more time into. If if you're someone that's new out there and you're new starting, you can you can start breath work on an app. There's an, there's an app called Insight Timer that allows you to do breath. You can start at five minutes, ten minutes. It's guided. It's cheap as anything. It's the cheapest way for you to start breath work. There's so many YouTube tutorial, tutorials from great breath work coaches out there. But if you're really keen to do it, I'd go on a I'd first go on a retreat 
you know, I'd pay the money, I'd go on a retreat for seven days or five days and just breathe solidly for five, seven days. That starts you off, carry that on then for 28 to 66 days and you've now formed a new habit. And when you form the new habit, by the time between day one and day 28 or 66, you're going to learn a lot about yourself and that will more than pay for the investment that you've ever put into breathwork, both time and money. You know, it's interesting. Before this podcast, I was actually telling my assistant to find me a one-on-one breathwork coach. And this is before I even knew you did any breathwork uh, or anything. And so the fact that you're talking about that now and three hours ago, I was, uh, you know. Well, if you if if you if you if you're in Australia listening to this, you want to go to Call to Be Conscious, or you want to go to Lena Holler. If you're in America and you're in LA, you want to go to someone like Lucas Mack. And then there's 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 many different um, there's Awaken Breathwork, which is Lucas Mack's program that's 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 meant to be phenomenal too. Um, and there's so many good breathwork coaches have got these online programs now that you can do for like six to eight weeks and you can start to open your mind up and start to do it so you can even take an online program and then you lads can all sit in the lounge and and start to you know walk each other through and hold each other accountable it might even be easier to do that because there'll be times during breathwork where you will mid breathwork you'll start crying and you won't know why you're crying Here's the beauty of that. You don't need to know why you're crying or why the emotions leaving your body. You need you need just to cry, sit with it, let it leave. You don't need to reflect on why it's going or reflect on where it came from. You just need to understand it's there and it needs to be let out. And the sooner you let it out, the sooner you are free of that part of yourself that you needed to free yourself from. And that is the beauty of breath work. You do not know what you've got to let go of until you start. And then and then it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy. But you, you're, if you imagine, if, if you, if you like me believe that you're an energetic being and that you have an aura around your body, every time you breathe and you let go of the trauma, you increase the aura around your body and you start to attract more things into your life, more things that you say you want and less things around what you don't want. So you start to attract opportunities, you get synchronicities, you start to open up your pineal gland. You start to see things differently. You start to understand, oh my God, I can do this. I can do anything I want, really. I can see the world in this way. Because here's the beauty of what we've all got the opportunity to do. If you turn the news off, if you just go over and turn the news off right now, you have the opportunity in your life to look at the world and look at life however you choose. On your own right now, you can just sit there and just choose whatever way you want to look at the world. Now, you can do this, and when you do this, you can either go, right, I want to look at the world as the most abundant place possible that I can create anything I want to do, or I can look at the world as like, everything's against me, everything's coming for me, everything's a doom loop. Pick pick which way you want to look at the world. But the, closer, the more you start to breathe, the more you start to meditate, the more you start to um, look into these plant medicines and go on these um, retreats, and the more you... you take yourself out of your out of your physical body and into your more spiritual world the more you take yourself there you're like this is we we're in the most abundant time we've ever been in and we've got every opportunity to to create and this is what we're doing now we're creating a piece of content that will hopefully touch a thousand lives a hundred lives 500,000 lives we don't know but we're recording a piece of content now that could potentially shift 50 people Let's just let's just let's just let's just focus on what it could do. It could shift one person's life right now. 
this piece of content. Fantastic. It's a leveraged opportunity. So me and you sit here, we create, we, because we've got a more abundant mindset now, because we've opened ourselves up to podcasting and other stuff like that, we can shift one person's life for a piece of leveraged content this week. And one person could change their life next week and the week after. And this content lives on and it serves the world. It's recorded once. The energy, the energy of the conversation is captured and we get to leverage the opportunity to help other people for the rest, for an infinite amount of time from one conversation. And that's, what an abundant mindset looks like. Simple as that. And so you went down this journey, right? And I guess, how did that, what did you learn by the end of it? You know, you started your business, you've been working on that for five years. You went through this journey of, of breath work and, and all these other things. Then were you like, okay, podcast is, is the way for me to go i knew that the breath work the meditation and everything else allowed me to find peace within myself to the point where i could see clearly and once i could see clearly i knew that i had a voice that could actually change people's lives if i applied it in the right manner and I started to apply it in the right manner. I started to do this. I started to have conversations with people like yourself. I started to have conversations on my podcast that shift people's perspectives, shift people's lives. That feedback loop of people saying that they've changed their life from my content, that feedback loop of like, I listened to this podcast and I did this and I was this victim and then I changed my life and I moved myself from here to here. That feedback loop then re-inspires me to keep going. And it's like, you know, you might get one negative comment like, oh, it's a bit woo-woo, mate, or this, that, and the other. It's, it's like, that's not true. And it's like, of course, you're going to get that. But that's just that's just a byproduct of you touching a thousand lives. You're going to get one hater. But the the culmination of, all, of everything I'm doing, on everything I'm doing to raise my vibration, to raise my awareness, to raise my knowledge of who I am, everything is so that I can serve the world at a greater level. And by serving the world at a greater level, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to impact more people. I'm going to make more money. I'm going to make more opportunities. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to create more change in my life, in their life. Everything else gets better on the on on me speaking my truth, and everyone's life gets better on them speaking their truth. So this podcast is about getting you closer to yourself, so that you can do what I'm saying I'm doing because I'm living in my full light. If you live in your full light and you lean into being in your full light, then that's when you become this you know these opportunities start coming up tim might ask you on a podcast frankie might ask you on a podcast i don't know joe rogan might invite you on his podcast i don't know like the i don't know what opportunities you can create because i don't know how deep down the rabbit hole you want to go in to learn about who you are what you what you're here for but i guarantee you everyone who listens to this they want more for themselves otherwise they wouldn't be listening to this podcast would they and that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of the whole thing. You get you, you are in a, a one-player game, and you get to pick your character, who you turn up as, how you turn up, how you present yourself. You get to choose that character, and when you choose that character, you will blow your mind of what you can achieve. Yeah, the the, the video game analogy is, I think, so spot on. Did you play video games growing up, mate? I I touched upon like a the PlayStation One. I think we got into PlayStation Two, but after after that, I kind of I kind of realised like the physical. I, I like the I like the physical reality of the world. So I was playing, I was kicking around the football. I was I was down the boxing gym, throwing some hands. I was doing doing all these physical activities, trying to keep myself in shape because I re I realised from a young age, and my dad realised that. 
because I had a very active imagination and I couldn't concentrate in a school system that is designed to create workers that having a, a, a place where I could place my energy and focus that taught me discipline was a good thing. So I, so I did more, more of that than I did yeah. video games. But video games can teach you a lot about yourself too. Like, you know, if you're someone who plays a lot of video games, you've seen in, since the day you started playing video games, that you've seen that you can pick a character at the start, take them through 67 different levels, and by the end of it, you've created someone totally different to what you started with. And that is all I'm asking you to do for now for yourself, not for the video game. Not spend hours doing it for someone else, for, in someone else's world. How about we do it in your world? How about we apply it to what you're doing in life? That's where the analogy comes true if you do if you operate in that life. If you're a sporting guy, same thing. You started off as an eight-year-old in the boxing gym, and you progressed, and then you boxed in the amateurs, and then you progressed, and then you started to become a trainer, or you became a professional. If In the business game, you started off with in your in your own in a laptop and you'd not earn a dollar online and then you did your first sale at sixty nine dollars online and that blew your mind and then and then all of a sudden you're creating ten K a month and then all of a sudden you've created thirty K a month and then five hundred K a month and all of a sudden now you're a different character to the character you started with. It applies to absolutely everything and every area of your life. You just have to rejig how you think about these things. It does. And you know what's interesting is the only difference between how people treat playing a video game in real life and why people who are good at video games are not able to replicate that in real life, I think is just their frame or mindset around failing, right? Because when you fail in real life, you take it personal. But in a video game, when you fail or you die in the game and, and you mess up and you lose money, sure, you're not happy, but you'll keep going. Right, you treat it as a game versus I feel like in life, the moment a lot of people get knocked down, that's it. But life is the game. Correct. Life is the only game that you are set to play in. There is no other game than life. If you can understand that life is the game and it's the only game you truly get to play in this physical reality that you live in, wouldn't you spend all your trying time trying to play it, trying to find a few little cheat codes that level you up every now and again? There's cheat codes. The cheat codes are breath work. The cheat work. The cheat code is is mushroom journeys. The cheat code is meditation. The cheat code is radical honesty. I'll tell you all the cheat codes. It's just whether you want to type them in and apply them to your life. I'll give you all the cheat codes if you want. What? What? Let me ask you a question. What's the cheat code? The the biggest cheat code that you've applied to your life that scaled you from like zero to ten millions in sales on that wall. And I guarantee you, if you answer the question honestly, it would be consistency of what you're doing and applying probably probably one strategy and applying it over and over and over and over again. And that's that's got, took you from zero. Once you were, once you understood the strategy, you just applied it over and over and over again. There are cheat codes to every area of your life, Tim, and it's about and everyone knows what the cheat codes are, and they 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 walk around the world like they they don't know what the cheat codes are. If you sit there for the longest enough time, you understand that money is made up. Time is made up. And there are cheat codes to get more time. There are cheat codes to get more money. There are cheat codes to increase your business volume. There are cheat codes to increase your health, to wealth, happiness. What are they? They are meditation. They are breath work. They are masterminds. They are courses sometimes. They are modality. Pick your modality, but they're all mm -hmm. cheat codes. 
but you don't even need to use any of the cheat codes. You can figure it all out yourself too and still get there in plenty of time without even using a cheat code. You don't need to use a coach. You can figure it out online. You can figure it out on YouTube. You don't need to go to a mastermind. You can, you can, you can learn that by asking questions in the gym to good business owners. Pay for an expensive gym membership. Ask, ex, ask gym owners in an expensive gym what they do. They'll tell you. They'll tell you at the squat rack what they're doing to increase their revenue and how they look at, you know, I, I could go to Equinox in London, squat next to Peter Thiel, who wrote zero to one, and if I said to Peter Thiel, after after a train with him three weeks next to him, if I asked him to look at this and, and tell me on this one-page plan why my, why, why my startup will either hit five million or be a unicorn he'd be able to tell me because he because i've now got that relationship people aren't thinking objectively people are thinking very boxed thinking because they're taught that at school they're taught that there's a box of three questions and there's three boxes you can tick that correlate to the answers you're taught box thinking but you got to you got to step out of the box that you've been created in there's a good analogy where i've seen this with uh, an elephant that had a, a harness on him for like three months. They took the harness off him and then the, the, the guy that's trained the elephant just went up and he just went, put his hand out beside this elephant. No harness on the elephant and the elephant just started following like it was on the harness. And I've seen it with ants where you, you, the ant was on a piece of paper and they drew a black box around it with a biro and the ant wouldn't cross the black line. And imagine that is you in life. You think you got the harness on. You still think you're in that black box, but there's no black box. There's no harness. There's no there's no one stopping you. There's no one stopping anybody on, that listens to this. You've already got too much aptitude by listening to this content to fail. You can't fail in life anyway because it's like snakes and ladders. You go up the ladder, you walk three spaces, you go down this little snake, you start walking back up the ladder. Eventually, we all get to where we're meant to get to because we've got a soul destiny in this life, I believe, to achieve certain things to, and, and to be awake at certain levels. That's why some people will always be asleep and some people always want more. And it's the people, the seekers, the doers that listen to this podcast, that listen to this content, that listen to my podcast. They're the ones that ultimately unlock the box and unlock the codes and, and occasionally they'll get a cheat code. Occasionally they'll get a level up. Occasionally they'll have to take a, one on the chin. That's just life. But we've all got the opportunity. It's all in front of you. Yeah, it's just, it comes down to who's going to wake up one day and decide enough is enough or I want to make a change. But it's interesting you brought up the box because <clears throat> the box that you mentioned consists of many different things, right? That box, that black box around the ant, it could be someone's mindset or the stories they tell themselves in terms of why yeah. they're not able to do X, Y, and Z. Or it's the, the victim story they, they tell themselves in terms of they weren't born with this and John Doe over there or Sally, you know, was born into a different family so they had advantages so they didn't do this. Or it's, it could be the environment where you, you're living currently, your friends who tell you it's not possible, right? And everyone's doing the same thing in your friend group and that's the norm. And so you have this urge, you have this feeling to want to break out but your environment's holding you back or it could be your parents even you know I, I this is one i hear a lot which is parents telling you they want you to go on a certain path and so for the first 18 years of your life you have no choice 
right? You're used, you're trained to listen to your parents. You're trained to think that you have no choice, but we're all born with free choice. So you've been trained to believe that. I'll give you the biggest cheat code of them all to break out of any pattern that you're facing in your life right now. I'll give you the biggest cheat code. Change your location. Change your location, change your life, right? You should not be living where you were born and grew up, the same city. Because in America right now, I look around America, where are, where are the cities that I can achieve something above extraordinary? They are Los Angeles, Miami, and probably New York, right? Maybe San Francisco, I don't know. But I'd say the key ones there are LA and Miami right now in terms of where you can achieve growth. And if you're not living in one of those two places or you're not able to go there consistently multiple times, in America right now, you're setting yourself up to lose because you're, you're in a place, place where you're born, you're surrounded by the friends that you've grown up with, you've now leveled up your mindset, leveled up your mindset, you might be making online revenue, you might be doing whatever you're doing. But if you change your location and you change the people you're surrounded by and you change the opportunities that can present themselves, you've just changed everything. It's the biggest cheat code that I've ever found. And how can I speak into this? Well, I'll tell you how, because I was a carpenter and joiner by trade from the age of 16 until 25, 26, when I landed in Australia. So I knew there was more to life than working a job. So I used my carpentry to get me into Australia as a skilled man, as a skilled visa. And then Australia opened up my mind to online business and sales and everything else. And that changed my life again. And then I realized after I'd been in Australia so long and I'd learned enough along that spiritual journey and all the, and business journey, I knew I had to level up again. So I went to Dubai and I got residence in Dubai. And then I took a step back because I had to go and heal some old wounds and I went back to the UK for a bit. And then I then I had then once I'd done that and I boxed that off, I go, right, I'm gonna go to the US now and this is where we are in this chapter. And then this year I'll be able to go to Dubai, I'll be in Australia, I'm, I can be anywhere in the world at any particular time. Why? Because I curated my reality to to over a period of ten years to reflect that. And all I'm asking everyone who listens to this to do is just understand that you can at any time start to curate your reality. And the way that you do it is to change your location first and foremost, because you're not trying to do it in the same box you grew up in or the same box you're surrounded by now is not going to do it. So change your location. And how do I, how do I change my location, Frankie? Well, you sell the secondhand car that you've got. You can change your location in to any part of the world for about one to one and a half thousand dollars, right? You can change your whole life for five thousand dollars, right? Everybody's got enough stuff to be able to sell potentially that listens to, that certainly that listens to this podcast to to create the one to five thousand dollars that will enable you to change your location and change your life. And we can all start. There's plenty of. Um, restaurants you can work in in different locations to start earning the money back there's plenty of ways that you can spin some cash on ebay there's plenty of ways you can throw up a shopify store and drive your your fans to you might have 10k followers drive your 10k followers to, to the store to buy a product that'll allow you to move to a different location it's, it's tens of thousands of way ways to do it but it's just to see the nuance of the opportunity that you have the nuance of the opportunity is like look at where you're living it's took you to this point, but what's got you there will not get you there. I've had to come to the United States 
to be able to even have the opportunity to 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 obviously meet you to become friends with you to sit down on this podcast to record the podcast i did with, i did the one with gilbert burns today everything i've i've created my reality i wasn't going to get gilbert burns on the podcast if i was in dubai right now or i was in australia it had to be in the us it had to be had to be right now I've curated the opportunity. It's exactly what you're doing in your life and it's exactly what everyone who listens to this can do in theirs. Yeah. And it's, uh, you, you answered my follow-up question, which was, I just knew as you were telling that story, the number one question in a lot of people's minds are going to be, how the heck am I going to just be able to pack up my stuff and move to the city and, and take all these risks? But again, it goes back to what you said, people looking themselves in the mirror, being honest, you know, not being a victim of, of their reality and really just taking that, that leap of faith. So when you ask me a question on this podcast, because I've been around the game a little while in terms of like, and I've had all the excuses in the world as to why I can't do stuff. When you ask me a question, I break it down in my head. Okay, this is the answer to the question. I can give the answer. But what are people's objections listening to this question being answered? What are their objections right now? What are they saying to themselves in the car? What lies they telling themselves? They're telling themselves they've got, they can't, they don't have enough money to move. They don't know how to get that money. Uh, uh, My job's local. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. The job that you do, like if you work in Panera and you're, and you're at the breakfast place, beautiful breakfast place, by the way, I love that place. Panera's great. <laughs> yeah. If you work, if you, if you, if you work, shout out, you can sponsor this podcast for Tim. If you, if you work there, there are, those breakfast places all over the US. Go work at them anywhere you want. So all you got to do then is sell the car that you use to get yourself to that job and you've got enough money to change your life. All you got to do is flip the location and, and move from Sarasota to Miami or Sarasota to LA and you've just got the opportunities. If, you're, if your dream is to be a creator, you've got to be around creators. If your dream is to be a tech entrepreneur, you've got to be around tech entrepreneurs. If your dream is to, whatever your dream is, to be a yoga, go 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 to Bali. You need to be around the best yoga girls in the world. You need to be around, you need to figure out what the dream is, which we start, which we covered at the start of this podcast, okay? What stuff have we got to answer to get ourselves over our trauma? Well, that could be answered along the journey to this. And how, the, how can I change my location to where the people are in my dream 50 people to be around? got to put yourself in the put yourself in the arena and that's another thing you can do you can write yourself down okay i want to do this let's just pick yoga teacher right because my girlfriend ashley she does yoga so i can resonate this with what she's what she's trying to do so she wants to be if she wants to be the best yoga teacher in the world then she can just pick she can just go to her journal today write down the top 50 yoga influencers in the world who are doing it at a high level, selling online courses, doing all the stuff that she wants to do. 20 of them might be in Bali. 10 of them might be in Thailand. 10 of them might be in Malibu. I don't know. We'll figure out where they are geographically and we'll position her in the position where she can be around those people by changing her location. And by putting her in that environment around those people, she's going to meet them because she's going to the same yoga places. She's going to meet them. She's going to become friends with them because she's just a nice person and because she wants best for herself and people in that ilk just want to help each other. And I guarantee you they're going to help her and help her figure out their stuff because the world's abundant. There's plenty of people that want to learn yoga online. And that's how I would do it with her if she if she told me that's what she wants to do. That's, that's, that's how we would structure her to succeed, right? All of you that listen to this can structure yourself to succeed in any area of your life. You just have to pick the game you want to play and then 
design your character so you can play the game that you want to play in life. And that's it. And if you do that, you've now just got yourself out of what Andrew Tate or anyone else right now is calling the Matrix. Because the Matrix answer to this is that you can't do it because of this, this and this and this reason. And I'm telling you that those reasons that you talk about don't exist. But I'm just telling, I'm just trying to tell you about it in a palatable way that explains and, and allows you to take it in without the obnoxiousness of me telling you go and go and sleep with 10 women. Do you know what I mean? Because you don't need that. You need you need how to how do I change the game? How do I move the game? But without the bullshit, without all the crap, without the without the wounds. Because you've got to understand if men are telling you to do something like this, to go and go and create go and sleep with loads of women or go and do this and it's and it's and it's polar opposite to to the varies of normal. They're, they're, they've got a trauma that they're not dealt with. That's why they're telling you that. Because they're, they're, their advice comes from a wound. You don't want to listen to men that have wounds in any area of their life. You want to listen to men or listen to women that have not balance, as in like they're high performers and they're trying to achieve as much as they can in life, but they're not telling you to do obnoxious, obnoxiously redline things in any one way. They're just telling you to look at... Look at everything objectively and ask yourself key questions and and anyone out there that tells you to do something but can't tell you how to ask the question yourself and give you the your own answer in your own in your own light doesn't know it well enough to be able to guide you or tell you anything about yourself because they don't know you and that's why the red pill blue pill purple pill whatever fucking community these people have come from they all talk shite because they cannot resonate with meet people where they're at because they can't give them the toolbox that allows them to unlock what it is for themselves. And then you become one of the NPCs that follows a community, not knowing why you're following them, not knowing the trauma that led you to follow that community in the first place. You're following that community because you don't know who the fuck you are. So I'm trying to come on here today and give people the toolbox to say, I can learn who I am. And that's it. That's all I want. I want you to learn who you are. And then you don't have to go down any narrative. And I'm not calling out any red pillar or any blue pillar or calling out anyone else for anyone else's content. They they all provide value. But, it's, but you have to be able to see objectively as to where these people are traumatized in their own life. So you can avoid that trauma and not, and not take on all their narrative and then take on their trauma too. You've got to answer your own. And sit with yourself, and and it all comes from that self actualization. Yeah, and and just looking and being fully sure of you know, is this person I'm taking advice from? Are they where I want to be? Whether that's money wise, business wise, relationship wise, you name it. So I think for us, we, we covered money, right? We covered self. I think a, a big one that you you brought a few different examples up is dating, right? Dating yeah. nowadays is you know, dating nowadays actually for both men and women. It's toxic. Yeah, toxic, right? You, you, if you're not sleeping with multiple women or vice versa, if you're the opposite sex and you don't have many options, you're not texting 10, 15 different people at the same time, you, uh, you're quote unquote low value in today's day and age because you don't have options. What are your kind of, what are your thoughts on this? I can only operate from what I know to be true from my experience. So I've 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 been the man that had multiple 
sexual encounters with many different women over periods of time. I've been that man in my younger days. And what I found was it left me very empty in terms of like soulless. And it was all to cover triggers that I, that it was all masking triggers. Anything that you do in copious amounts, i.e. drinking energy drinks, uh, taking drugs, sleeping with lots of people, men or women, anything you do in copious amounts above normal, normal ranges is a, is a mask to a, to a wound, right? That's why you can't follow a red pill or blue pill community and think that you know yourself because if they if, if, if it's all about fast cars, women, uh, and earning money and going to the gym, then that, what does that mask? Not saying that some of those things are good and some of those things are in too much amounts are bad. I'm just saying like, what, what is that person that's, that's leading that community masking right now? Cause they're masking something They have, have they, have they unveiled certain things do they are they even consciously aware enough to be able to to be able to see it probably not you're following them along knowing that they're that not knowing that you're by following by you following them and by you resonate with them you're showing yourself the core wound but are you honest enough to be able to show it to be able to reveal it to you that's that that's my that's my question it's like can can you reveal that core wound to you i, I i've 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 tried multiple things this i just realized that these masks need to fall off and the quicker you get the mask to fall off the quicker like like i said to you free yeah and i think for for the average person who's just consuming content it's just such a deep layer to, to think about right our minds are trained to just scroll 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 you hear something that you think resonates with you and kind of just internalize share it with a few friends and then you kind of move on, so. Well, there's the, the the red pill and the blue pill community have great hooks with their content that are very valuable, you know? Don't be overly promiscuous is one from one side of the coin, you know? That's a, that's a great hook. But if that hook leads you into pursuing cars, watches, and just money, that is a mask for something else, right? So it's like, the hook was good. The hook, put, I'm, I'm sold on the hook, but 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 the rest of it's a mask, right? So it's about objectively being able to realise. Now you asked me before about my thoughts on it. Well, my thoughts on this are this: I can only judge it from my environment. My mum and dad have been married like 44 years, solid. Uh, they love each other. They have roles in their relationship that where he's always provided for her. She's always looked after the family and this and the other. So. I can only operate in my realm. What I've understood, what I've from what I've understood is what people that come from more broken homes have more trauma than people that come from solid backgrounds. So they have a little bit more to get over. It doesn't mean they're going to be bad partners. It just means that they've got more traumas that they have to get out as soon as possible, preferably before the age of thirty. Right. So you, if your mum and dad have broken up, and your mum said something to you, or your dad said something to to you about the other one. That, that causes a series of traumas. Traumas that, unbeknownst to you, are subliminally programmed into you at a cellular level. And you've got to get over those, right? And that's a, that, that is, a, that is, a, that is a, a fact from what I'm saying. I've, I've dated women from, from 
solid family backgrounds and I've dated women previously from, from not solid backgrounds. And I would say that if you're not from a solid background, you have different traumas that you have to overcome. It's all about having a guide there that can help you overcome them and move through it. That's your role as a man. If you're dating, if you're, if you're dating a woman, you're meant to guide her. That's why I think it's better for me. My, my opinion is to date a younger woman and be an older man doing it within reason, obviously within the realms of reality. You know, if you're, if you're, there's realms to that. Obviously, yeah. we all know the realms to that. But I, because I came from a solid family background, I resonate and believe in that so much because I've seen it. I've seen it works. I've seen it can be loving. I can. I've seen it can be full, and I've seen it like that. So when you tell me, and I've lived this life, and I've done this promiscuous life, and I've lived it, but did it make me happy? Probably not, because. I'd still be living it if it was a happy life. But that life ended for me in like 2018, 2019, when I realized that there's more to life. And I went more into the, the, the path of finding out who's Frankie Lee. Who is he? Who is he? I couldn't, how can I find that out if I'm trying to be this character, pretend character, because I built my character that way, with multiple sexual partners that are all taking away my energy. If you're doing that as a man, what happens is, a woman comes into your, your home or your space, they take your energy, they leave, and you're left feeling empty on all counts of yourself. You just took your energy away. As a young man, you should be conserving your energy to be able to put it into the pursuit of your better self. As a young woman, you should be conserving your energy to put it into the pursuit of who you are. And th that's that's going to give you the best, best bang for your buck, the best fru fruits for your time, the best investment you'll ever make is just learning more about yourself. It's hard because in this Miami culture that you live in around here, I walk around and I'm like, fucking hell, like, I just see soulless, soulless people walking around. People that are just clearly wearing certain clothes because it means something to someone else on Instagram. It doesn't even reflect them. They don't even know how carrying themselves like that alienates what they actually truly want as well. So there's a whole demographic of things that you have to work through but it all comes with learning more and more and more and peeling back the layers imagine yourself like a, a grapefruit banana you're just peeling back those layers and every time you're learning something more about yourself and the closer you get to yourself the closer you'll realize that that you will not want you won't want blue pill you won't want red pill you'll want some version of what you want in the middle of all that that you pre-decide in your own meditations, in your own breath work, you realize in your own journeys. But it won't, you will not be at either opposite end of any spectrum. You'll be somewhere in the middle, someone who can understand both the red pill, the blue pill argument. You can understand both of those. You can see the positives and the negatives in both. You can see the alignment of being balanced in the middle and you'll just sit one side slightly or one side slightly the other way. And you'll have your own ideals and your own way of how you want to create a family, a business, a life, a mindset. And that's fine because that's the beauty of the world. The beauty of the world is we all get to curate this character of who we become. You, Tim gets to do it. Frankie gets to do it. Ashley in the corner gets to do it. Juan gets to do it. Everyone gets to do it. So let's just focus on getting everyone that listens to this to start curating what they truly want and not what the world presents them with. Because the, the definition of NPC to me is, is someone who goes out to the world and takes on other people's ideas 
and makes them their own without any investigation into whether that even fits their narrative because they haven't done the work. And so I guess tying everything full circle for what you just what you just mentioned, how would you define that for yourself? Who is Frankie Lee? Frankie Lee to me is someone who wants to help people break patterns, flip perspectives in their life. I want to change the way that you you see yourself. I want to change how you turn up, how you question yourself, how you question your narrative. And that gives me fulfillment, right? That gives me immense fulfillment. And it allows me to learn even more about myself. It allows me to learn even how to communicate better. I want to be one of the best communicators that's ever lived on this planet, right? By communicating ideas that don't obnoxiously go out and call out the dumbest elephants in the room, by calling people to themselves through articulating myself in a way that allows them to go, do you know what? I'm just going to try this, this and this and this and I'm going to see how that lands for me. And that's what I'm trying to curate. I'm trying to curate that version of myself that is non-egotistical, non-judgmental, non-triggerable and just peaceful but also someone who can say, do you know what, Mark, I think the reason you're going out to life like this with this obnoxious behaviour is because there's some deeper trauma in your childhood and I think it's to do with your dad. And when your dad said this to you, you've always felt that you need to prove yourself and if you remove that button, Mark, you can go on and be the best videographer because now you're not obnoxiously pissing off clients because you've got this bee in your body that you're the best but you've never done the reps stupid things like that i just want to i just want to get people everybody at, at whatever level they're at i want to meet you i want to meet you where you are and i want to guide you on a path to finding the best version of yourself for no money for no i don't want no applause for it i just want to lead you to the best version of yourself allow yourself to look in that mirror see you for who you really are for who you truly are for all your beauty for all your scars see yourself and when you see yourself go I love that character and I can improve it at 1% daily and that's it. And that's what I want for you. And if you're listening to this and you've got to this point, I just want you to implement anything, just one thing in this podcast, 1% thing, just implement one thing today. That's it. And that's it. That's and then, then that's enough for me. Amazing. I think that's, that's like the perfect place to end. I feel like that's a, a great wrap up, which is, you know, really wrapping up with who you are and how someone can apply everything we've talked about so for sure for sure and thank you for having me on and i appreciate your time of course and a great great podcast setup and yeah love what you're doing mate and just keep going on your path i think you're 14 in now published is that right 14 published yeah 14 published yeah. keep going and like i say between between now and 100 reps it's just all about learning your art learning your craft and then you from 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 there to 200 it's just about refining it one percent and then from there you know, you can be, you can, you can truly understand who you are and you get the beautiful thing about this podcast that you've set up, mate, is you allow yourself a platform where you can learn to, and people can learn along the path that you're learning along too. So it's great for you. And I wish you every success. Awesome. Thank you for coming on, Frankie. Thank you so much. Of course. See you soon. <laughs>